Kyle Five Tequila Aficionado Media, all of our platforms. I am Mike Morales here on a Saturday afternoon in San Antonio, and that young man is Jim Johnston in Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, Jim, I put Jim's palate through the ringer for the last week. I was so upset about it too. You know, it it turned out to be a phenomenal experience. Well, yeah, we started with some some great tequilas that probably at this time when we're we're taping this, you you're watching our uh, our Rhino Tequila series that we did, which was really a great organic tequila. That was that was uh, Jim's first uh, foray into an organic tequila, and then we went into this lovely uh, mezcal series that just you know we we both did backflips over this yeah. mezcal tonight today. We are going to try something completely different, Sonora. And what Sonora is, it's Bacanora, ladies and gentlemen. Check that out. Look at the packaging on this. See that, see that plant right there? That, that's the Augustifolia Hall, which is the official plant from which Bacanora is distilled in the state of Sonora. It's Agave Pacifica. Yes, it's Agave Pacifica. Uh, or, or the actual name Augusta, uh, Augustafolia Ha, H A W. Um, this particular spirit, believe it or not, was was uh, after post-revolutionary Mexico in 1912 was completely outlawed. Okay, this this is the original moonshine. Uh, the authorities at the time that worked for the government would would seek these clandestine distilleries out and they would burn them to the ground and they would they would hang the distillers uh really yeah it was a it was a ah. yeah it, the 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 name of the law was was called the uh the the Caius law Caius was the name of the governor at the time in sonora he was a very powerful guy uh um uh, uh, i forget what his first name is it's elias uh, Caius, and and anyway, uh, it was illegal to make Bacanora until 1994-92. Let me guess, this Caius guy had a distillery of his own that made something different. He didn't want any competition. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I I don't know much about the governor at the time, the post-revolutionary governor. What I know is that uh, there's a particular historian that that Sonora uses as their uh, 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 Bacanora expert. And he claims that the, that the drinking was so widespread that the government was intolerant of it and decided to just burn it all to the ground. So uh, a lot of these, and the distilleries are known as vinatas, which is what, what they call the same distilleries are, the same types of distilleries are called that way in Sotol, they're called vinatas. And so the distillers are called vinateros. And um, apparently, up until 2006, it, it finally acquired its, its own gnome, its own denomination of origin. And uh, Son Sonora seems to have been uh, the first one to jump on, on, the, on, the, on the Bacanora bandwagon. It is, it is still in its infancy, the, the industry itself. Uh, so a lot of our information that we're getting is from the website. Do we know how many times distilled this is? Is it? Is it only double distilled or tripled? I was I did not see that. Okay, because I know that they're on their uh, on their website. They talk. They only have two products: the blanco, the unaged, 
and, right. and the one we'll be tasting later on, which is actually kind of a dessert. Uh, uh, it's a it's a cream. It is triple distilled for purity at eighty four proof, and it's got some great bubbles. So um, there's so much to learn about about these. Uh, it's uh, it, in old style, the cores or, uh, or piñas of the harvested uh, agave pacifica are first roasted in stone pits lined with mesquite wood and charcoal um, and then crushed using large stone wheels. So they use a taona. And then the juice is fermented carefully and then triple distilled for purity. Um, so it's it's akin to mezcal, but... They're using a whole different plant, and, and agave pacifica grows wild, doesn't it? I I think so. Um, it is not, you know, it's. Um, I, I believe now they they are uh, 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 they're commercially growing it, obviously right. to you know, like I said, the industry, much like the sotol industry, is still trying to trying to get their its traction, and and so, uh, but it seems that Bacanora. Um, is at least Sonora looks like it's fairly well funded because their website's very easy to navigate. Beautiful pictures, the the whole um, uh, the whole story behind it. It, it, it they call themselves the uh, it, the original outlaw. Uh, the original what is it? The original outlaw uh, ship or something? The original there it is. outlaw spirit. Yeah. And uh, it has been banned, banned in 1915. So, so this kind of started to make a comeback right around the same time we started to see moonshine products on American shelves. Exactly. That kind of idea of, you know, you don't have to pay top dollar for bourbon. You don't have to go. We're going to start doing something that's a little bit well, outlawed, I guess. Yeah. The, the, the idea of being outlawed was... Same exact uh, examples as prohibition. So we had moonshiners and bootleggers, and they all went up into the hills to hide because, uh, you know, the, the the government at the time in Sonora was fairly violent, and and yet it is very much akin to, um, you know, to Raicia, to Sotol, uh, Mezcal, in, in some cases uh, Aguardiente, which you know uh, is is fire water literally, um, and those those who do not want to pay or deal with the government or join the the, the co-op, the cooperation, the um, there's still people out there making making moonshine. And tonight we're going to try this this new one. Uh, I'm fascinated by by the history behind it. It, it. it they claim to have about a 300 year existence. Well, this is pretty sophisticated looking moonshine too. I mean, for um, you know, I'm I'm right here on the eastern part of Ohio, just north of West Virginia and Kentucky, and uh, the 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 moonshine stuff that I've seen is not as classy looking as this. I'll tell you, it's uh, you got a couple of, and I, I don't want to offend anybody, but in the pictures that people try to portray, at least in TV shows, you got a couple of toothless guys in the backwoods. With one still and a bunch of corn, yeah, and uh, a couple people in town go blind after they drink it. So, <laughs> no, this one's got a. By the way, I'm just going to go right now and say brand of promise and packaging, because 
I just thought it was really um, sturdy. It's I like that. It looks like it's almost like hand blown glass. Yeah, well, I, I I would I would venture to say it probably is. Uh, there's no there's a very small a slight seam, so it's if it's hand blown, it's hand blown in a mold. But it, it's uh, I see it. See, it's a nice uh, uh, you know nice logo on the cap. Uh, it is a screw top. It is. Okay, so it's easy easy access. And tonight we're going to use our Harito tumblers, or today, and we've been. We've really put it through our, through the paces for the uh, mezcal series that we did a little while ago. Uh, oh, smoke right off the bat! I haven't even put this by my face, and there's you get that mesquite uh, coal smell on there, that aroma. It's it's really it's very pristine. Again, uh, oh my. That's definitely got a firewood aroma to it. Is it? Is it? You haven't opened yours. Have you had any of yours at all? No. Okay. No, I want to. I want to go into the ones that I'm not familiar with completely blind and see what happens. Okay. Because I I did a little investigation, as you can tell. Uh, the the bubbles, they they linger at the they, they almost linger everywhere. Uh, it's it's a bit because I think it's because it's triple distilled. The bubbles at the top don't linger as much. I'm not sure. Uh, again, I'm not sure why uh, this brand decided to do a triple distillation as opposed to a double distillation. I believe that the other bacanoras that we tasted earlier with uh, our guy in the UK, Felipe, um, are double distilled. Uh, this smells like when you grill something with mesquite wood. This does have a little bit of that um, mesquite smoke essence on the aroma to it, but it, 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 it does smell like that fresh lit grill smell with mesquite wood on it. Not, not, a, not a deep earth smoke, but, but kind of like a light grill smoke almost. Yeah, the, the smoke is, is prominent. But yeah. it's offensive. I mean, we've had some mescals, uh, maybe not uh, Jim and I, but what, a couple of the other uh, tasters, we've had some mescals where the smoke is right up in your face. And this, that, is, this is pleasant, though. This is not overbearing at all. No, no, no. It's, it's, quite, it's quite pleasant. It's rounded. As you can see, it's unaged. So maybe the third distillation just, just rounds the corners, rounds the edges on the smoke a little bit. But it's definitely there. I, I don't. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure what what sort of plant I'm getting. Again, it is a, a an agave. It is an agave, so uh, a bit different. Yeah. And and again, as with a, a few of the. Um, Mezcals that we just recently tasted. I'm, I'm picking up just a touch of maybe fennel or anise, it's just a little, but very, very light. And I think that's because of the smoke coming through, kind of brings it out of the agave. There's a there's a bit of alcohol at the very bottom as well. Yeah, all the way at the end. Yeah, and I haven't tasted this yet, but just just smelling this, I would imagine, and I don't like to usually waste good booze on marinades but if you were grilling something 
this would bring a little bit of smoke and and just a hint of of that nice mesquite flavor to it because the aroma is this is what I would want my grill to smell like if I were cooking something on it. It, it really is pleasant. It's funny you should mention that because Sunflower on their website has drinking and cooking. Okay. And so uh, the 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 in the um, the cooking version, uh, they have a a chef. And, and to my understanding, this particular chef Manuel Salcido is like the Bacanora. Um, uh, ambassador for 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 the state of sonora so uh he he is known for all the uh, he is he is associated with two of the with the brands that we're dealing with uh in in this year's round of of bacanoras for for pascola bacanora and also for sonora uh at least he was hired to come up with some recipes so we have recipes here from a master chef uh, Bacanora chili, carne asada, street tacos for two. I, yeah, yeah, I saw that. That looks pretty good. Hey, lime I'd have to do some experimenting afterwards. Lime pork tenderloin. These are brand new recipes as of April of this year. So uh, this is right up your alley, bro. This is this oh yeah, barbecue alley. <laughs> oh yeah. So let's try it. Let's see what we get. All right. Wow. That is interesting. That is that is new to me because I was not expecting that. This is equal parts smoke and plant. Yep. Am I yep. right? The smoke is very much there, but where on most mezcals, I'm used to the smoke blending in with the plant. They almost stand alone as two separate flavor flavor profiles on your palate. Yeah, it was like competing. Um, I had I had smoke on one side, plant on the other, and then smoke again, plant on the other. Right. Um, I, it, equal parts. Maybe they're fighting for for positioning, and then there's the finish. Right, which kind of brings it all together. Yeah, yeah. And definitely a different agave. This this is a, I mean, you can taste the difference in, in the plant itself. It's got a little... Um, I got more green. Did you get more green? I got more green and just a little bit more sweet, um, not sweet citrus, but where, where we get like the lime zest and the orange zest. Right. I'm getting a little bit more of just a tang, just a little bit of a citrus tang instead of citrus sweetness. Well, there's almost there's almost on the tail end, and it mixes in with, very well with the with the uh, with the smoke. Like at the tail end, there's just a, a slight bitterness. Did you get that? Like a like yeah, a, but it's almost like the, it, it, it's it, it is coming from the smoke. It's like that little bit of bitterness that you get if you get a little bit of ash that the char that yeah. creates a little singed taste, the tang taste. But it's not bad. It's not. No, it no. kind of helps that smoke in the back of the uh, on the back of the flavor profile. I would say the smoke on this brand is much is much more prominent uh, and much more a part of the flavor profile. What surprised me was mid palate, even at retro nasal, I was getting plant smoke, plant smoke, and it was it was um, it was like a like you know 
I know in tequila we like we say that there was a there was a, a, a like the flavors were fighting each other. Right. In this case, I don't want to say fight so much as they were trying to take center stage. It was like a like a duet between between two lead singers. Right. You know, it's like it's like a like it's like a rock and roll hall of fame thing where you've got like five different voices. You know, and they all want to. They all yeah, they all want to stand out a little bit. But I and and the smoke is is prominent the entire way through, but it's mellower than in mezcal. The smoke in mezcal is. It, even when it's prominent, it, it blends a little bit better. This stays the entire way, but it's almost like a sweet smoke. You, you get a little bit more of the it, it, the fresh wood smoke smell than you do more of a, an older charred barrel type of wood. Um, and I, I feel like that's why on, on their website, there's a lot of cocktail recipes with this because the smoke adds a compliment to the cocktail, but I don't think it's it's deep enough to overwhelm it. I, I just don't get that that uh, that flavor in here. No, uh, it's it's really a unique flavor profile. Uh, uh, it, it says that it's dry. Uh, there is some pepper also in yeah. the palate, but but what you you know it's the the pepper is really almost tertiary compared to the plant smoke plant smoke flavor profile. And the other thing too is. I, I have a feeling, and, and I was told this, I was also told this by the gentleman, uh, well, not, not, not by this gentleman, but I, I have discovered that once we have, we'd opened it um, and let it air out, you know, you got that initial smoke at the very top, You're, you know, because you had just broken the seal off of yours. I can right. tell you, once you get to a, a quarter of the way down, the smoke um, in the aroma is less prominent in the aroma and more prominent in the flavor profile. Um, I almost get the, the, the right now. And, and I, I had a sip probably about a minute ago. It, it's kind of like when you, um, when you have a Paloma and a little bit of grapefruit tang from the soda, you can taste the sugar in the soda, but the grapefruit tang keeps it. The smoke and that little bit of that bitterness you were talking about creates almost a grapefruit tang at the back of my flavor profile there. And Maybe that's the bitterness that I was getting because to me, fresh grapefruit juice is, is, is bitter. Uh, right. Know, and on that, with just a little sweetness from the smoke to kind of mellow it, you just get a little of that bitterness, but it's an overall kind of, I want to, I want to try this in a Paloma. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, I think it's uh, not only, Probably there are some mezcals we talked about that were rustically authentic, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, that we would not mix in a, in, a, in a cocktail. This, however, this is very cocktail friendly and it's a great sipper. I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, I, I, I am too. And, and, and I'm somebody who en really enjoys smoke on, on, my, uh, on my booze. And this is good, pleasant, mellow, sweet smoke. And because it's not aged, it's it's got a little bit of zip in in the plant, the freshness and and the greenery and and the the bitter citrus. More of when you when you actually take a bite of something fresh, plant wise, you get a little bit of that zip in there. And I I'm tasting it, and it's it's very it's very good. 
and I know we're we're when we get the good stuff, we say don't put this in a cocktail, but I think this is good either way. You're right. I think this would do really well with sweet citrus or or, or grapefruit or anything like that. I agree. I I totally agree. That's why that's why we're gonna go here. Grant a promise nominee in the I like it or a category. I really enjoy it, and I and also for packaging, I it's got a great hand feel, easy pour. Um, it's got it's got that that canteen kind of flask look to it, you know. Nice, nice little logo. I, wonderful, informative website. They got a lot of things going for them, and this is just in their infancy. You're going to see a lot more. You're going to see a lot more Bacanora. You're going to see it coming to us, thankfully, here at Tequila Aficionado, uh, and sipping off the cuff. And hopefully, we'll be able to get more of these out to our our TJs. But you know, well, now that it's street legal, we should be seeing a lot more of it anyway. So. <laughs> but. You know, that's, that's our take on Sonora Bacanora. I'm Mike Morales here in uh, San Antonio. That young man is? Jim Johnson in Youngstown, Ohio. You've been watching Sitting Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media. All of our platforms, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, okay? Because we do have a YouTube channel as well. Subscribe. Wonderful things will happen to you. But whatever you do, tomar sabiamente. Sip wisely.